On today's Locked on Jayhawks, we preview Kansas's Big 12 opener against the Oklahoma State Cowboys in Allen Fieldhouse on New Year's Eve day. You are Locked on Jayhawks, your daily podcast on the Kansas Jayhawks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Derek Johnson. You can hear me as well on Rock Chalk Sports Talk from 3 to 6 every Monday through Friday on KLWN, your flagship station in Lawrence. Thanks for making Locked on Jayhawks your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get any of your podcasts. You can also subscribe to us and find us on YouTube. You can hit us up there with any questions. Same with my Twitter account at D Johnson Radio. On today's episode of the show, we're going to be previewing the Big 12 opener for Kansas basketball, KU Oklahoma State, on the ledger for Saturday, New Year's Eve day at 1 o'clock, pregame 1130 on KLWN and Lawrence. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. We'll have our bet online segment of the week to finish things up as well. So Oklahoma State comes into this game. They are 8-4 and four on the year, so kind of a modest record. Uh, they're ranked 30th on Ken Palm, solid. They're ranked 25th on Bart Torvik, very solid. 32nd on Evan Miyakawa's website with evanmia.com. So basically everywhere you look, top 30, top 30-ish team. Um, and the big 12 has just been unbelievable so far. Like you look at the net rankings too, like every team right now, I, I saw one site had all 10 big 12 teams in the NCAA tournament. Now, once it's all said and done and eventually there'll be some sort of hierarchy like teams, if, if you go five and 13 in the big 12, you're not going to make the tournament. So I guess it's possible that like every team just splits with each other except for maybe a couple and everybody ends up between like seven and 11 wins outside of you know maybe the the number one team and the number 10 team or something um and then at that point maybe that that could happen but realistically that won't happen uh somebody will end up with too many big 12 losses nonetheless there are good enough teams like that all 10 teams in the big 12 are good enough to hypothetically make it and that's the case as well with oklahoma state they were picked sixth in the preseason in the conference and looks like they'll probably finish somewhere around there, sixth or seventh uh, top wins so far for them. Sam Houston state by 14. That's a team ranked 80th in Ken Palm, Wichita state's a top hundred team. They won on the road against them by 10. Those are their only top 100 wins. They have not beaten like a, a really good opponent, a top 25, a top 50 opponent. They have played really top competition really with, with one team, uh, which we'll get to in a second. The, their losses came to Southern Illinois. That's a non-top 100 team, so not a great loss there, but they're they're just outside the top 100, only by one point. They lost in overtime to UCF. They lost by five on a neutral court to a top 30 Virginia Tech squad. And then their biggest test was against Connecticut. They played on the road at UConn, and they lost by 10 points. So they, they kept it close on the road against a UConn team that has looked really good so far this season and has certainly been one of the best teams in the country. Now, offensively, when you look at Oklahoma State, they have really struggled shooting the ball from all over the court, struggled at mid-range. They haven't been great around the rim, and they're not like a great three-point shooting team either. Uh, they're ranked just outside the top 70 on Ken Palm's adjusted offensive efficiency. Now, last season, they were like the ultimate extreme of a good defensive team. They were top five in the country. They were not even top 100 offensively. This season, 
the offense has gotten a lot better, but it's still not one that you would classify as like they have a good offense. The one thing that they have done very well on the offensive side of the ball is get offensive rebounds. They're top 30 in the nation in offensive rebound rate. And then when you narrow it down to the big six conferences, it's even better than that. So they might not make all their shots, but they're going to try to clean up a lot of their mess. And we know that Kansas has certainly had issues defensive rebounding at times this season. That's going to be the key for Kansas. Keep them off the offensive glass. You're not going to completely limit them or shut them down, but make it so that it's not something that overtakes the game. The biggest issue offensively for Oklahoma State has been they just turn the ball over too much. So while they could have an avenue to exploit with the offensive rebounding against Kansas, Kansas does have an avenue to exploit against Oklahoma State by forcing a lot of turnovers against a team that turns it over a lot. We know Kansas has been really good at that, and that should allow Kansas to be able to get out in transition. On the other side of things, defensively, they are really good. They're top 20 unit in the country. Mentioned they were top five last season. Uh, they're top 15 in two-point defense. They're top 15 in effective field goal defense and top 15 in block rate defensively. So they do all those things very well. They've been solid, not elite, though, at defensive rebounding. Really, their only non-strengths on the defensive side of the ball aren't even weaknesses. They're just like, oh, they're, you know, they're average at this as opposed to being great at it. Uh, so just kind of an overall really strong defense, which that's certainly the norm in the Big 12. There's even more so the norm last year. This year, right now, you have six Big 12 teams who are in the top 30 defensively on Ken Palm, and all 10 of the Big 12 teams are in the top 45. So once again, really good defensive conference. Oklahoma State is certainly one of the better times, uh, one of the better ones. At the same point in time, with as good as the defense is, because of the offensive struggles, the teams that can score on them to some degree are the ones that beat them because they just can't keep up. Oklahoma State is 0-4 on the season against teams who have a top 110 offense in Ken Palm, they're 8-0 against everyone else. When you can score on them, they have trouble keeping up. Now, lineup-wise, they're not really large from the one through three positions, right? It's it's not a ton of height throughout those positions, and I don't know if that'll bother them with KU playing wings at the two and three position or not. Uh, they mostly play 6-9 at the four position, and then their center Musa Cisse seven one, their backup center they go with the six foot nine guy. So, uh, you know, not a ton of size along the wing. Solid size at the four. Really good size at the center, unless their backups in there. But one thing that that's kind of a theme with Oklahoma State across their lineup: very slight of weight. I don't know if this matters at all, but here's the starting five by just weight for Oklahoma State: hundred fifty eight pounds, hundred ninety pounds. 194 pounds, 198 pounds, 216 pounds. Maybe that helps Kansas box out. Maybe that helps Kansas post up some guards. We we saw that at times last year with like Christian Brown posting up another guard. We've seen it at times this year posting up like a Kevin McCuller. Uh, maybe it helps you post up in that regard if you can pull Cissé out away from the rim to be able to take advantage of that. I don't know in what ways that could help you. Maybe it's something, maybe it's nothing. Uh, they only have two players who score double figures offensively, which goes in line with them being more of a defensive team. They are more balanced scoring, but Avery Anderson is over 12 points per game. Bryce Thompson, former Kansas alert, over 11 points per game. He shot it well from three on a team that hasn't had a lot of great three-point shooters. Caleb Boone isn't far behind. 
Arguably their best player, though, is Musa Sise. He's fifth on the team in scoring with 8.6 points per game. It's what he does elsewhere. 60% from the fields. He's efficient there. He's averaging 11 rebounds per game. He's getting nearly three blocks per game. He is a force on the defensive side of the ball. One of the best defensive centers and players in the country. He's a great rebounder. Kansas is going to have their hands full at the center position in this game. Let's get on to the matchups of the game in just a second. But first, this episode of Locked on Jayhawks is brought to you by Nitsa. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Matchups of the game for Kansas taking on Oklahoma State in the Big 12 opener in Allen Fieldhouse starts at 1 o'clock. We'll go back to Musa Cisse. Musa Cisse versus Kansas inside. So this kind of applies for both ends of the floor. I will say I'm a little less concerned about Cisse offensively. Again, it's eight and a half points per game. KU, though, has done really well doubling the post. And Cisse is not like the most skilled offensive player. He's more of a get offensive rebounds, get stick backs, or catch lobs, or be in the dunker spot if somebody else penetrates into the lane. So I'm less concerned about you know, oh, they could just dump it to him in the post and he goes to work. I, I'm not overly concerned about that. Um, Certainly concerned about his offensive rebounding, though, and that's something Kansas is going to have to deal with, and then it's going to be really tough to score on the other end on him and in the paint, both in terms of one-on-one -on -one play and with his help defense. KU really doesn't have these options anyway with, with the guys who are going to post up on him to begin with, but, like, David McCormick was actually really good against Musa Cisse last year. So in the two games Kansas played against Oklahoma State, David McCormick totaled 29 points and 27 rebounds, which you average it out. That means Dave averaged 14 and a half points, 13 and a half rebounds per game against Musa Cisse. It was funny because Dave actually seemed to have his best games against traditional big men. He struggled a little bit more when it was the, the smaller guys because it was more about you know, you're getting a double team and how are you going to read and react to that with the big guys? It was just play ball and he was going to outstrength them. Like he had 40 pounds on Musa Cisse. Um, so he was actually really good in the matchup and you're going to be missing it in this one. You don't have that option this time that hurts you. Now, in terms of driving the basketball, that's a little scary that you could have a great help defender coming over and blocking shots. And when you think specifically of like Jalen Wilson, He's a guy who's really good at playing bully ball, driving to the rim and finishing over his man. But now if Musa Cisse is coming over and help defense, might be a tougher game for Jalen Wilson in terms of driving to the lane. And the same could go for any of the Kansas guards in creating those driving lanes. And then you might become one dimensional and you're relying on three point shooting coming off the Harvard game that could scare you a little bit. So how do they deal with him? Maybe the best thing you could do in this game is attack him early and try to get Cisse into foul trouble. Matchup number two. Kansas steals versus Oklahoma State taking care of the ball. The Cowboys are ranked outside of the top 300 
Let me repeat that. The Cowboys are ranked outside of the top 300 in both turnover rate and getting the ball stolen from them offensively. What has Kansas done really well on the defensive side of the ball? Forced turnovers, gotten steals. You forced 16 against Harvard. You had 17 steals against Indiana of late. This is automatically an area that Kansas should have a big edge in. And should you be able to do that, as you would expect on paper, that's more transition buckets. That's more possessions for your offense. And the more transition scores and more transition shots you get in this game, that means less half-court shots. That means less half-court sets where you have to deal with Musa Cisse patrolling the middle of the floor. You know what the best thing to do to avoid Musa Cisse blocking your shot is? Beat him down the court and score before he's set in the post. And if you get a bunch of steals against a team who gives up a lot of steals, there's your opportunity to do just that and get some easy buckets in a game that in the half court could be a bit of a slog, both in terms of Kansas's offensive strength isn't as much in the half court, although it's gotten a lot better. And Oklahoma State is going to defend really well in the half court with Musa Cisse that you don't have that bailout option with David McCormick down low. Matchup number three. Kansas shooting from the outside. So again, this goes back to the CSA thing, which all this stuff seems to kind of derive on. You are going to have more emphasis for shooting from the outside because of the fact that he's going to prevent a lot of your shots inside and and from two-point range, that you're going to need to have a a much better shooting game to win. You're coming off a 4 of 20 performance from three against Harvard. Overall, though, you shot 36% from three on the season. So you've actually been pretty good from it. Uh, But Oklahoma State's actually done a good job defending the three-point line. No team has shot better than 36% from three-point range against them so far this season. And only three teams have shot even 31% or better from three against Oklahoma State. Overall, they are 11th in the country in three-point defense. Now, they have faced one of the top 100 most threes attempted, which makes sense. Teams have to fire threes because of Musa Cisse. Now, how do we how do we sparse this out? Could that just be partially luck? Could it be you haven't played a, a really difficult schedule? So teams, you haven't been playing as many teams that can hit a bunch of threes on you. It absolutely could. It could just be luck, and, and that's going to revert in this game. It could also be a factor of Musa Cisse's defense, right? If, if you're a guard or you're a wing on the outside and you're going, hey, I got this guy on the inside who is just swatting everything away and altering all these shots inside, I now can place more presence on getting a hand up and making sure I'm guarding a guy out on the three-point line because if I get beat off the dribble drive, I know I have that guy to kind of erase my mistake inside. And so you're going to get more hands up. You're going to get more contests on those three-point shots, which... You know, as much as we do talk about three-point luck, that there's only so much you can do, it comes out of a guy's hands. Statistics do show that contested threes are made a lot less than non-contested threes. Even at the end of the day, if you could have great defense and they could still hit a three over the course of time, that could be the case. So CSA's defense inside could allow them to, you know, activate more on the outside and and get a hand in their face. Kansas is going to have to shoot better from three in this game, though, certainly than the Harvard game and to uh, kind of open things up on the offensive end of the court. Uh, matchup number four, Ice Thompson versus having a revenge game. Oklahoma State struggled shooting the basketball. Um, haven't been great from three. Haven't been great from the mid-range. Bryce Thompson hasn't been great on two-point shots, but he's been a really good three-point shooter, shooting 36% so far this season. If you can limit his shooting and shut him down. The offense already struggles enough for Oklahoma State. 
now you're you're limiting him down, it's going to be even worse for them. Do you put Kevin McCuller on Bryce Thompson? Or does Kevin McCuller go on, I don't know, maybe like a Caleb Boone and like a Grady Dick or, or Jalen Wilson takes Bryce Thompson? I, I don't know how they're going to match it up. But if you're putting McCuller on Thompson, I like that matchup for Kansas. I think he can give him a lot of problems, and that would certainly help shut down. You just hope that Bryce Thompson doesn't have the revenge game where he's just making everything and scores 20 or more points. The player matchup for the game I'm most interested in, Jalen Wilson versus Caleb Boone. Boone is second only to Cisse on the team in defensive BPR per Evan Miyakawa's site. He is also one of the team's top offensive players. So Jalen should have his hands full on both ends of the court with Caleb Boone mentioned the side of it where you have Musa Cisse at the rim, possibly preventing Jalen Wilson. That's going to be tough. Uh, but Jalen has an opportunity to win with his jumper in this one. If he's hitting on his jumper and hitting three point shots more than we've seen the last couple of games, that'll be huge. He also needs to win in transition to keep ahead of Musa Cisse, but also he needs to have a good defensive game if he is indeed on Caleb Boone because Boone does have the opportunity to kind of get hot from, from the mid-range and some of those face-up plays as uh, being a four-man. All right, we're going to finish things off on the show here with our Bet Online segment of the week with Locked on Jayhawks. Our Bet Online segment of the week. So uh, hopefully that you got Kansas plus two and a half as opposed to Kansas money line in the Arkansas game, because then you would have come up with a victory in that bet. And there's no way you would have thought that victory was going to come after they got down 25 line has not come out for the Oklahoma state game as of yet. Um, but Kansas will certainly be favored in this game. And, and whenever that line does come out, it'll probably come out like Friday evening or Saturday morning, probably Friday later would be my guess. You'll be able to bet on that on bet online right now. Ken Palm has it as a nine point game for Kansas winning 73 to 64. Usually Vegas is, is pretty in line with uh, where Ken Palm is. It's, it's not always exact, but that kind of tells you that it'll probably be somewhere between an eight to 10 point favorite over under of about 137. I probably would not be touching the over under just because I am worried that it could be a bit of a slog. Remember the game last year in Stillwater, Kansas had like a nine and a half minute drought without scoring a point toward the end of the first half. Uh, so I wouldn't be touching that. Uh, as far as the, the spread minus like eight, nine or 10 also don't feel great one way or another. It's your first game back off break. You could be a little bit rusty. You have a, a slow offensive game and maybe it's a close game kind of coming down the stretch. But also, I could see Oklahoma State just not being able to score enough. And, you know, Kansas doesn't have a great offensive game, but they do enough in transition to win by 15 points. So, honestly, kind of an avoid game for me. But I have been loving the player props. So maybe there'll be one that we can find for that. Uh, if you're looking for player props, maybe Grady Dick would be the answer because you don't have to rely as much on driving in on Musa Cisse to, uh, certainly, Kansas is going to be relying on him there. If you want some from future stuff on Kansas basketball, you can get Kansas on bet online right now at plus 185 to win the Big 12. Those numbers were previously around plus 250, so they're not as good anymore. Baylor and Texas are plus 250. Not surprised who's tied for second. How about this? The team who's in fourth in odds now is West Virginia. They have had maybe the strongest come up so far of the Big 12 teams. Like they were predicted to be one of the worst teams in the Big 12. You were looking at the roster, and I was like, ah, I don't know how good this team's going to be. So far on the season, they're 10 and 2. Their only losses are to Xavier on the road, who Xavier's a top 30 team. Purdue in a neutral court by 12. Purdue's a top 10 team. 
and they've just looked really good so far. I don't think they're going to be the fourth best team in the Big 12, but I've kind of gotten around to them. That I mean, they've been a great shooting team. Um, they play, you know, that that kind of uh, high turnover forcing game defensively so far that I think they could be an NCAA tournament team again. You can get TCU at 12 to one tech at 25 to one Iowa state at 33 to one Oklahoma state is only eighth in odds at 40 to one. And then K state and Oklahoma are tied for last at 80 to one, but are you really going to want to bet against Kansas in this uh, other KU related numbers on bet online? Jalen Wilson is plus eight fifty, which ranks third for the national player of the year race. And, uh, Kansas is 16 to one to win the national title, which is fifth place among odds, which I think is what their odds were at the start of the the preseason. So I don't think that's a bad bet to take it now when you know that, Hey, they actually are pretty good. And they're, they're so far been living up to the billing. Obviously big 12 play presents a whole different type of challenge coming up on Monday's show. We're going to recap whatever happens in the Kansas Oklahoma state game. We'll have plenty of shows next week to talk KU basketball. They're also going to have a quick turnaround with the game against Texas tech. At some point we're going to get onto like our exit interviews for, uh, KU football at the end of the season and look ahead to the 2023 when we get a chance, but there's going to be a lot of KU basketball with the two game weeks starting with big 12 play here over the next several weeks here with locked on Jayhawks. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the show wherever you get any of your podcasts. You can subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Please give us a five-star review or a thumbs up on YouTube. If you can certainly helps us out. Have a great rest of your day. I'll uh, see some of you on rock chalk sports talk later today. Hey, till then later.